0: Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Hello and welcome everybody to today's episode. I'm really excited. I've got a special guest, Vanessa Joy. Uh, Many of you already know her. If you don't, she's a wedding photographer based in New Jersey, has been shooting weddings for uh, almost, you said over 16 years already?
1: Over 16 years.
0: Oh my word. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Glad to be here.
0: Um, You were just on um, Creative Live. I just, I was. you're like everywhere teaching, giving back to our industry and running a business. Um, it's just, it's so much to juggle. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, what is it? I think you said you used to be a Spanish teacher.
1: I was a Spanish teacher. Yep. Elementary Spanish school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you've got that innate passion to teach. Um, so even though you became a wedding photographer, you just couldn't not get away from the teaching side of it, right?
1: I couldn't not teach. You know, interestingly enough, an Uber driver recently asked me, you know, why do you teach? Why do you do this public speaking stuff? And all I could think about was that proverb. I just, I don't want to give people fish. I want to teach them to fish. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love it. I love teaching people to fish.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's it's so rewarding. Um, it's what keeps g- me driving every day. It's just that I I, I like when I'm in the car with an Uber driver, I'm all like teaching like, hey, have you seen this new software thing? And they're like, let me write that down. And I just can't turn it off. Not while
1: you're driving, please do not write that down.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, cool. Well, today we're going to talk marketing some high level strategy like we always do. And of course, leave you with some good practical tips you can implement today. Um, Let's share this Actually, I want to go bigger. I think your social game is so on point. (laughs) You do this really good thing where you like engage in the technical term. The geeky term is like an open loop, right? Where you like explain how you do that in your social.
1: So social media is all about just that. It's about being social. So it's getting people to talk to you. It's almost like walking into a room full of people and seeing how many of them you can get to turn and look your way. Uh, hopefully not by doing anything embarrassing, like tripping into the room. But we, you know, whenever I post, I just want to talk to people. So it's, kind of like starting a conversation and one that's interesting. Uh, And usually it has some kind of open-endedness to it where it's guess what, or you won't believe X, Y, Z. So I had fun with it. Uh, More recently, I've had more fun with it than not. Oh,
0: it's been, it's been hooking me every time. I'm like, darn it, (laughs) Vanessa's doing it again. I'm like scrolling through (laughs) and and I'm a, I'm always trying to catch and gather new tactics from new places to get leads and to get referrals and you're like, new, this new place, I just got to lead. You're never going to believe it. And I'm like, tuning in, waiting, waiting, waiting.
1: <laughs> so I give the answer.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to do that same thing. She's going to share with us that answer in a minute. And we're going to talk about um, marketing tactics that both Vanessa and I have used in the past that really just don't work anymore uh, and why. And then we're going to talk Instagram She's got an amazing hustle trick that, I, that you guys are going to love. Uh, and then we're going to wrap up just talking about staying focused and avoiding that busy procrastination is what she calls it and, uh, what that looks like, how to avoid it and how to stay focused back on the things that, that Vanessa thinks are the most important for your business. So without further ado, I'm, I'm, I'm on pins and needles. Tell us about this place you got a, a lead.
1: Every time I have a client inquire with me, I always want to know where it came from. Just good marketing, good good business ownership, right? Know where your leads are coming from so you can invest in what's working. Totally. I did not expect this one. She fills it out. It is an open-ended question on my lead form. And the bride said, I found you because my Uber driver recommended you to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading this. I'm like, what? What? I didn't know I was getting around. And I take a lot of Ubers. I travel a lot. So I'm just wondering, what state were you in? Like, which Uber driver is this?
0: <laughs> totally. Oh, that is so great. And It just goes to show, like, you just show up, you be human, you you be generous, and you share what, what you do. And and people can't help to talk about it. That's just business 101. That. It is. Oh, that's it so is. So cool. So I wonder how to duplicate that one. <laughs> Just start pat- leaving leaving your business. I've had a couple of Uber drivers ask for like take my business card, but they should what they need to do. I think that some of the busier cabs have like whenever whenever you're in Vegas,
1: you see the flyers.
0: Um, to there's the, the flyers, shows, right? right? Like the whole back of the cab is like a giant billboard, like. What a, that's like an interesting side business. I could that like,
1: is, Uber drivers like can go, make more money.
0: <laughs> I wonder if there's any like terms in that. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be. It's like they're they're independent contractors. All it would take is like to have a like a business card. Like I have the things for my kids that like protect the back of my chair. Where mm-hmm. you could just get something with like clear pockets with like just I don't know handful of business cards in the back. At the very least, the Uber driver could get some free services in exchange. Yeah. Anyways, I'm such a nerd. I'm always like analyzing business opportunities. Okay. So um, one of the things that um, you used to do on Facebook uh, stopped working. What was that?
1: Holding contests. Facebook. So, Facebook contests used to be the thing. I would run them every year, sometimes twice a year. I would get so many leads, so many likes, so much action. And now the last time I ran one, would you believe I almost got sued over it? what happened? Mm -hmm. So long story short and the longer story, actually you can get, if you uh, subscribe to one of my, my email lists, but, uh, long story short, I have higher end clients now and they do not want to be associated with contests because it is almost beneath them to try to win something when they can pay for anything they want themselves.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, what a good lesson. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And I, I'm going to go on a tangent here because I I love um, helping photographers build the confidence to up their game and charge what they're worth, right? And and sometimes that means when you raise your prices, you there's a lot of things you have to learn differently, and uh, and sometimes your past clients who were who maybe referred you in the past, your prices are different than they were four years ago or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. What?
0: What's your experience on that journey been?
1: It's been an interesting one because I started off not super, super low. I mean, my first wedding was $500, but it was really only a wedding reception. My first wedding after that was about $2,000. And I had worked for another photographer for five years before. So I really didn't start shooting weddings for free. However, there was a very clear... Leap when I started raising my prices. I have a rule about raising prices. Anytime someone books your highest package, you have to raise your prices because they would have paid you more, and it's a good indication that you are going up in in the type of client that you that you have. So, I raised my prices about four times in one year, and after that, I definitely started seeing difference between the clients that were coming in. And mm-hmm. the, when I could charge, and I actually had a friend of mine who was a former bride and I just kept in touch with her, loved her to death. Her name was Danielle. And she looked at me and said, you know, i referred one of my friends to you recently and they told me how much you charge now. And I'm so happy I got married years ago because there's no way I could afford you now.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> that's that, congratulations too. That's a really cool story. Um, they kind of get that they got you on the, on, 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 on the rise, right?
1: Right. Right. Oh, that's
0: so cool. Um, And I think what I've realized is people can have a lot of different opinions and emotions around money Mm -hmm. that can just really go all over the place. And at the end of the day, you just have to do what's right for you. I think it's just owning that you deserve to run a thriving, sustainable business. Just like your clients work, whether they're professionals or working professionals, they have vacation time and 401 ks and benefits all of those things they that are just expected in a lot of other career paths that in unless you're charging um a, a healthy amount, you're not gonna grow into that that's that level of income right
1: mm-hmm yep very true
0: um <clears throat> One of the things, uh, to go on this one more time, this 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 tangent, I found that the people get hung up, photographers get hung up, where they're like, oh my gosh, how can I charge that much when there's no way I would be able to afford that myself?
1: <laughs> that is actually a point I addressed on my last Creative Live class. It was all about the business of wanting photography, and I try to to enlighten photographers to the fact that they are worth it. And there's a lot of mathematical reasons why they are worth it. Uh, even going as far to say that you should be buying your equipment in cash, not, not going into debt for it. So therefore you should mm-hmm. be charging more. And mm-hmm. one of the things I have to remind them is just because you are not your client doesn't mean that you shouldn't be charging a certain amount of money just because, you know, it, Every Lexus car salesman or Porsche salesman doesn't drive around in a Porsche themselves. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know if that's like your prerequisite or something. Just because you sell something doesn't mean you own that product or a lot of that product.
0: Right. That's a really good perspective. I've got one favorite anecdote I like to share about going up market um, of what, what I've learned. And I'm curious if you've seen this pattern also, is that as you start working with, um, with people who can afford more, mm-hmm. they they ha- tend to have less time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but but more money.
1: Absolutely, and that's how they have more money because right, they're working, right?
0: <laughs> right? They're working their butt off, and and as a result, there's this interesting thing that happens. I found that they not only do they have they value their own time a lot, but they also indirectly start to value your time. And so the, the, like, the two-page emails, the complaints, the nitpicky this and that and the other thing, some of that stuff just starts to melt away because, frankly, they don't have time to write two-page emails anymore. Yes. And they just trust that they like to hire experts and let them get it done for them.
1: That's very true. Clients, especially high-end clients, will pay more money for convenience than anything else.
0: Totally. Because that's the, the one thing that doesn't matter how rich you are. Um, we all have the same amount of time in the day, right? And so um, in some ways, however, you can spend money to save time, to have other experts do stuff for you. Um, Okay, that was a fun tangent. I love talking (laughs) about (laughs) building that. It really does start with the confidence and just knowing and owning that you're worth it and that you're providing an, an amazing service when not only is your time valuable, so is theirs. And in just in saving your client's time, you're providing a pretty valuable service. It's worth it to them, right? Um, okay, let's talk. Getting back to getting and booking more clients, you continue to rock your social media game on Instagram. Before we dive into your awesome trick here, what there's there, like there's all kinds of news now. Facebook's kind of taken a dip recently in in the P, their PR this week. Um, Snapchat was on the scene for a while. There's what are the how do you keep from spreading yourself too thin and where are you investing your time and energy on, on social media?
1: Well, so social media, it's all about your demographic. So as a wedding photographer, my demographic is using Instagram and Snapchat, and not quite as much Facebook. If I were a family portrait photographer, I'd be all over Facebook, a little bit on Instagram as well. So, I've decided to spend my time and my efforts on Instagram. That's where I've seen the most return on investment. It's where I actually like to be, you know, as a human being, I like to be on Instagram as yeah. opposed to Snapchat or Facebook. So that's, that's where I've been concentrating my, my efforts. Have
0: you, Oh, this is a cool new tip. I saw you do as mm-hmm. I could like, just gone to me on Insta because you started using, I have not done a good job of using the new stories feature.
1: Yes. Oh.
0: You did this cool trick of making like a mini menu. Yes, I did.
1: How the heck did you do that? So I got this question so many times. I finally made a YouTube video about it, illustrating it. So awesome. you guys, we'll just have to, we yes, can link to that. In the I will show send notes. you that link, I promise. But here's the thing. Your website, while it's absolutely important, is is starting to become a little obsolete, kind of, because so many people are finding you on social media. And then just contacting you via you know email, call, whatever it is that you have on your social media, some kind of lead capture even on social media I've had before, and you have to have as much information as you can there. So I went on my mobile site and I took screenshots of like my about section, for example, and now in my story highlights I have an about section, I have a rave section where I screenshot a a few reviews from Wedding wire and plop them up there, have a product section where they can see different albums. I even have videos up there. So photos and videos and for you photographers, actually, if you go to my Instagram, there's a nice little bubble for you guys. That's just for photographers, all sorts of freebies and tutorials and, and things like that.
0: Wow. That is so I I would, my mind was blown when I was like, (laughs) that is such, I love finding, I remember this is like when I would first start, uh, trying to post real fast to a hashtag. I would like hijack a hashtag really quick with like three images in a row that would like say three words. Mm-hmm. I was so excited when I figured that out. I was like, that's just child's play compared to what Vanessa <laughs> just figured out. <laughs> so much cooler.
1: It is. And plus it looks nice, you know, because it a lot of it is about branding. And if they're only going to your Instagram, you have one chance to brand yourself correctly there. So the icons, the stories that are there, they all have gold icons that you know, they catch your eye. They're like, oh, what's this?
0: And it totally fits with your brand. It's perfect. Yes. Okay. I keep finding these fun little tangents. Let's get to your other hustle. This one just takes flat out work and that some of the best, this is how you compete, right? And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I give you huge props for sharing this with everybody today. It's how you dig in when you're not working a weekend. What are some of the ways you're, you're finding your target client?
1: So, we all know that a lot of, as wedding photographers at least, a lot of our future clients are attending weddings, right? Because they're all around the same age where all their friends are getting married. So, they're going to weddings, you know, before they get engaged, after they get engaged. So, what I do, especially if I'm not working a wedding on the weekend, is I will go on a Saturday night or even, you know, a Sunday morning. You can even do this on a Monday if you were working weekend and you go pick a reception hall. And for me, I would pick a high-end one. So the Park Chateau is one by me that I love and I want to work at a lot. You search the location, not the account. So not Park Chateau's account, but the actual map location. And look at all the pictures that people are posting because they post and then they tag the location that they're at. And I scroll through there and look for cute couples that are taking a picture of themselves at the wedding. And I interact with them and follow them and like a bunch of their pictures. And hopefully they notice me.
0: That's so cool. And you just, you just show up. I think one of the smartest things in marketing is like you just show up and you be cool. Just show up and be human around your target client, right? It's not – I'm sure the, the, the magic here is in – is in being real and authentic when you're interacting with people. Right. Not that that generic? Like, Oh, like your photo. Right. Like right. Saying something authentic. Right. Yeah. Usually
1: I'm going to find something in one of their photos, whether it's the one that they posted at that location or I'll go look in their account. And I'll find something that truly does interest me and ask them a question.
0: So awesome. Oh gosh. That's such a good trick. And, <laughs> and, it, it just, it takes the work, right? There's it no does. magic in, in marketing. You got to sit down and you got to do that work. You do.
1: You do have to do that work. You know, you can pay people to do other things for you if you want to. I do have a virtual assistant that does a lot of scheduling with my posts and thank you. Instagram finally released their API. So we are allowed to do third party scheduling on Instagram. Finally. finally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, but it is work if you don't have a virtual assistant doing it. You know, I did it for years all by myself. Yeah.
0: Yep. And I think this is a perfect transition to our final topic is just about pr- prioritization, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, I've noticed it. the things that we tend to, the ways we hide from the riskier things, the risk, like putting ourselves out there truly, um, is in, we hide in the busy work, we what do. you call busy, busy procrastination. How have you, where did you hide when you, when you feeling insecure. If ever, I can't, I can barely imagine that time
1: this morning. How do, you-
0: <laughs> how do you combat that?
1: So the place where I go to hide, uh, is usually editing photos actually, because mm. that tends to be almost a comfort zone. I like to yep. just edit photos and I, you know, it's almost like people who want to, or adult coloring books, right? Adult coloring books are very soothing, so it's kind of the same thing, but you know, in Lightroom instead. <laughs> yep. So I would at least
0: you're getting paid a little bit for that. This it's, it's is not, true. Yeah, but
1: it's not. <laughs> it's not a wise use of my time. That is not where I am personally making the most money. The the place where I'm having the most impact on my business. Uh, Craig Swanson, who's one of the founders of Creative Live. Once asked me, What are you doing every day that you're not making money on yet? And he reminded me that I have to make time to work on my business instead of working in my business. And that's what busy procrastination is. Yes, there are things you have to do to make your business run. And a lot of it is working in your business and we forget to work on it. We either you know, don't have the time or we don't delegate properly. Or we don't outsource properly. And we spend a lot of time in the business and not on it. And it's so crucial, especially now with, with how fast our culture moves, your business has to stay up to speed or it, it just gets lost in the dust.
0: Yep. So well said. And like worrying about our logos, our, mm-hmm. our brand, like our email signature, all of these silly little things will tinker on business cards and, and the like that
1: it's almost obsolete <sighs> business cards. I mean, if you're right, exactly.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and I think it's just, it's having that courage to, and one of my favorite tips I always tell people is get out of the building, just go out <laughs> and, and like meet with potential clients face to face, meet other vendors face to face and be generous oh, and be cool. And that a, a one I think that the difference is you're not going to book ten clients tomorrow by taking a like a wedding planner out for coffee. Right, right. That takes that takes like months and years to build, but it, when you do it, it give it gives back to your business and to your happiness and to the, your whole experience ten times as much as sitting and editing a picture.
1: Even monetarily, I think it's Tim Ferriss who said you need to find ways to make $1,000 an hour and spend your time doing that rather than doing $10 an hour work. So for me, that's you know outsourcing my photos. They all go to shoot.edit because that's $10 an hour work. Meanwhile, I save eight hours of my time. I can plan those meetings and one coffee date out with a wedding planner You know, could end up booking me one wedding. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's an hour out in one wedding. I mean, I, I take home more than $5,000 on one wedding. So that's $5,000 an hour. I like that better. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is so cool. So you have a great ebook you've put together. It's uh, nine secret ways to brand your business. And it's not all about logos and packaging. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that ebook and where people can get it.
1: That ebook is all about how you can work on your business. And consumers today are so wise to brands because visual media is just in their face all the time. So even if it's only subconsciously, consumers know what a good, concise brand looks like. They know what one that's well put together and how how it looks. So branding has so much more to do than just than just a logo. I mean, that's what it used to be. It used to be a logo and get your logo out there. So everyone knows what your logo looks like. And it's not like that anymore. Your brand has, you have to like ooze your brand. Ultimately a goal of mine, I would, I would love when clients would meet with me and they hadn't met with me before, but they've seen my picture online. uh, They've seen my photos and I would get people that would tell me, you look so much like your brand. You look so much like your Mm -hmm. photos or your logo or whatever it is. And I did that very intentionally and I Mm -hmm. give away some of the secrets.
0: Wow. So we're going to include a link to where you guys can download that in the show notes. Thank you for sharing that with our audience. Uh, That's some really good tips in there, guys. Go check that out. Um, this has been a blast. Every time we chat, I feel like we could go on for days. Um, we could. thank you again. And in the pre-call, I was teasing Vanessa about the all new sticky email. And I think I've convinced her to help write an email and share her writing and her email sequence with you guys. So be sure to uh, be on the lookout for that. For those of you that haven't checked out sticky email yet, it really falls into that category of true automation where you can spend a half hour setting up a pre-written email sequence written by Vanessa Joy that'll drag and drop into your business. You can tweak it to resonate and and add a little bit of your voice, but make it live fast and, and so it can start capturing leads and nurturing clients, turning the, your visitors on your websites into leads and then eventually into clients. Um, you guys know where to find out more about that, but thank you so much, Vanessa.
1: Absolutely. For
0: hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. All right. I think we're good to go. Everybody, you guys know where to find Vanessa's stuff in the links below and make sure you give her a shout out on social media and grab that, watch the video on how to, um, do that awesome Instagram hack as well. Have a good rest of your day guys. Cheers.